Hey there, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I am so excited to talk to you guys all about corporate events, what you need to know, how to get into them, and really some pointers that you might want to know. So I am excited to start this episode. This is episode 74, all about weddings to corporate events. Hey there, you're listening to the Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Welcome in. We are so excited to be talking all about corporate events. Corporate is such a game changer in the events industry. So if you are primarily in the events industry, most of you will likely start out doing weddings because they're social, they're fun. Um, Everyone knows someone getting married or engaged or having parties that are social. And so that's typically where you start in the events industry. That's certainly where I started when I started my events business. And it's likely you as well. So this episode is talking about the difference between weddings and corporate events, some of the lingo and terms that you might need to know when you are going to start doing corporate events, and maybe some pointers on how to start attracting the corporate client, what the benefits are to doing corporate events in addition to your weddings uh, and event business as well. And so let's just dive right in. If you have a notebook and pen, it might be helpful to bring that out to take some notes. Um, You might want to remember some of these things. So let's just dive right in. So the biggest difference between wedding events or social events, let's say them, and corporate events is that social and weddings are very uh, family oriented. Family, friends, lots of laughter and fun. Um, Not that corporate isn't laughter and fun as well, but there is certainly more um, celebration that's happening when you're talking about social events. Social is going to be anything from weddings to showers, um, birthday parties, anything that has to do with families and friends gathering for a good time or a celebration, whereas corporate is usually uh, either celebrating something within a business or it is a conference or Um, convention or something that is business driven. So you have social, which is family and friends driven and corporate, which is business driven. So that's the biggest difference between the two. You probably have attended a social event in your lifetime and you may have, you know, gone to a corporate event in your lifetime as well. And so you may have been able to experience the difference between those two. Now, from a business perspective, the budgets between corporate and social events can vary on various levels. So certainly you can have the corporate event that is um, looking for a sponsorship. And so they're not paying you money, but they're going to give you some uh, benefits to working with them all the way up to hundreds of thousands and even millions of dollars of revenue for your company. Whereas social events can certainly be something that is low on the spectrum all the way to high on the spectrum. We typically don't see Anything from the floral and event rental side for weddings, our average order ranges between like five to ten thousand or so. Certainly, there are some that are in the hundreds, 
certainly there's more that are in the tens and sometimes um, hundreds of thousands of dollars when it comes to those, but the average is going to be a little bit less than the corporate events. With social events, you have various things that we just talked about, weddings, uh, showers, birthday parties, anniversaries, dinner parties, things like that. Corporate also has a whole bunch of different types of events as well. They have conferences, conventions, trade shows, holiday parties, man, the list goes on, VIP parties, launch parties, uh, store opening parties. There's a whole list of things that go with corporate as well. And so the chance to diversify the types of events that you're doing, the revenue that you're bringing in for your business, it is good to be able to diversify by adding in another type of service. Now, when you start in your business, like I said, most of us start in the weddings industry and because we've either been a bride or groom before or because we've been part of a wedding or we've been in a wedding or we've attended a wedding or we've had a family member um, do a wedding or shower or something like that, it becomes a little bit more second nature because you've been to those, you've planned them, you've maybe been the host of honor for those events. Whereas corporate, if you didn't grow up or um, start your career in a corporate world, you might not have attended one of those. And so it can seem kind of scary, but no worries. We're going to talk all about them, the ins and outs and everything that you need to know so that you don't feel intimidated or overwhelmed when you're thinking about the corporate world when it comes to the events industry. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, the people involved in both of those um, types of events. Now, I do this with my students all the time. I tell them, you know, here are the different types of events and who are you going to be communicating with? What are their wants? What are their needs? Um, taking it a step further, how do you provide the best service and the best products for each of those type of events so that it stands out because uh, people want to book you? And so we're going to, instead of break it down into tons of tiny events, we're going to break it down into two separate things, social, which covers wedding, um, showers and all of those, and then corporate, which is everything that we've talked about as well. And so let's talk about wedding, for example, because most of you who are listening to this podcast have started that and you've, you've done that a lot. So let's talk about social. So weddings uh, primarily. Your ideal client or the person that you are going to be communicating with in booking for those services is probably, I'm going to guess, one of two people. And we're going to focus on one of those groups today, but it's one of two people. It's either going to be your end client. So whether that is mother of the bride, it's the bride, it's um, someone who's really kind of running the design and what their wants and needs are, or it's going to be your wedding planner or your you know coordinator for the event. It could be the venue coordinator. It could be a wedding planner, but it's the coordinator for the event. So those are typically your two uh, people that you're kind of wanting to go for. It's who you're marketing to. It's who you are communicating with. And so when we are talking about those, we're going to focus specifically on wedding planners for this analogy and this example of how we're going to get to corporate events. So when you have weddings, let's say your ideal client is your wedding planner because one, they have the connections with the brides. Two, they're easy to communicate with this because this is their job. And so, um, you know, talking about venue load-in times or strike times is very common uh, language with them because they're very used to doing that. And so your ideal client might be your wedding planner. And so if your wedding planner is your ideal client, let's think about their wants and their needs. So what they want is unique things. They want something different. They don't want to have the same portfolio uh, with every single wedding that they do. They want something that makes their client unique and different 
and rememberable. What they need is reliability. What they need is communication from you as their vendor. And so those are their wants and needs. And so then we can translate that into how do we communicate with them? How do we talk to them? What are our lead times? Um, How quickly are we going to get back to them when they need us? What product are we going to carry? So if one of their wants and desires is for their events to be unique and different, however, maybe they have very similar couples or they have very similar styles um, between all of their brides and couples. Um, If that is true and they want something unique, look at their portfolios and see what is some common threads and some common design uh, aspects. And how can you maybe tweak that a little bit? What product or what inspiration can you provide to your wedding planner to say, hey, I hear you. I know exactly what you're looking for. Here's what you're looking for and provide that different uh, product for them in addition to the service, of course. Um, And so that's how we're going to kind of decide how we communicate with them is what do they want, what do they need, and how can we provide the best service for them? Now let's switch gears and talk about corporate for a second. So with corporate, we need to think about our ideal client again. So this could be your business person. So it could be a admin assistant that's planning the parties. It could be um, someone who is actually the events coordinator. There are certain corporations that they have an events coordinator position, and that's a you know hireable position. Um, it could be the front desk person at the you know corporate building or store or wherever whoever is booking you. So that's an example of your ideal client. Another ideal client would be called a DMC. DMC. That stands for Destination Management Company. Essentially, it's like a wedding planner, but for corporate events. And a company from overseas or from another city or state will call um, to the local town that they're coming to. So let's say, for example, someone's in New York City. They're wanting to host an event here in Dallas, Fort Worth. So they're going to call around to some local DMCs, destination management companies. They're going to say, hey, we're so-and-so. We're coming into Dallas, and we're excited to have you know, our event there. Help us put that together. And so a destination management company is going to do that. It's a destination, and they are putting together those things for them. So that could be your ideal client. Another ideal client could be venues and the venue coordinators, the ones who are receiving the contact, receiving the contract for the event that's hosted there and then turning around and it could be someone who maybe can't afford to hire a DMC or maybe they have someone locally in office that's planning the event, but they might not be on the ground here. They might not have those connections with the planners and with the florists and with the rental companies and the lighting companies and AV and all of those companies to pull off this event. And so they might be reaching out to the venues and saying, hey, who do you recommend? Who can you um, tell us to use for X, Y, and Z? And so a venue coordinator could be your ideal client. So figure out who you want to go for. I would definitely recommend when you're starting into corporate, focus on one of those types of people that you're wanting to communicate with. And then once you've mastered that, add on another. And once you master that, add on another. Don't go for all three of those right away because you're going to get overwhelmed and it's going to be hard to decipher between three. But find one and really hone in on that and and work your communication skills. So then we have to think about what are their wants and what are their needs, right? So their wants is they want an event that's completely different than what they've seen before. And if it's an annual event, perhaps it's an event that happens every year in DFW or your local town, 
Maybe it's an a event that they're hosting for the very first time. Maybe it's an event that is annual or biannual, but it's in a different location every time. So if they have hosted the event before, you may ask, you know, what are some pictures or what are the inspiration from years past and how do you want this year to be different than the previous one? And so that being said, um, what, in, what they're wanting is going to be something that is different, something that's unique. They don't want a replica of the same thing most often. Now, certainly there are corporate events like we work with uh, Forever 21 or we work with H&M or companies like that where they are hosting uh, small little micro events throughout the country and DFW is one of their stops and New York's one of their stops and Chicago is one of their stops. And so they want the same experience in each of those steps. And so that's really important to know as well. So it's oftentimes though that they want something unique. They want something different. They want something themed. Um, maybe there is a special moment or special remembrance thing that they want to do at the event. And so that's going to be something that makes their event different. And so they want something that's different. They want something that is cool, unique, trending, um, something that people haven't heard or seen before. Um, they also need reliability. They want you to follow through with whatever it is that you're saying. So if you are promising the moon, you better give them the moon and the stars, right? So if you promise them to have fireworks and lounge furniture and um, floral and all the things, all the places, and you forget something, that's a big no-no. So what they need from you is reliability and assurance that what you say you're going to do, you are going to do it. Because honestly, they don't have time to come in and check in on every single little thing. If you tell them you're going to give them the moon and the stars, give them the moon and the stars and the clouds and all the other things up there as well. So overshoot, make sure you are on top of those. Those are huge needs for your corporate clients. So those are kind of the differences between the two. You can then translate that into, well, what kind of product do I need uh, to have for these unique different events? Well, you're probably going to want some unique things. And so it could be different colored pieces. It could be uh, different props. It could be different backdrops. It could be a whole bunch of different things. And so think through that as your company. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about maybe the different types of events that you're doing and then the types of rentals and products that you're going to want to carry for those things, right? Okay, so let's talk about the first event that is pretty obvious in the corporate world. It is your conference. So your conferences could be as small as 10 to 15 people all the way up to tens of thousands of people. Now, you know, in today's age of the pandemic that's going on and the state of the world and all the things happening, the tens of thousands of people are less common currently. Um, they will come back someday. Uh, hopefully, we are looking and projecting based off of history based off of different areas of the country and the world that that will happen in 2022, which is just around the corner. And so you want to know these things and prep for these things before it hits you because once it hits, man, it is going to be good. And so the tens of thousands of people at these corporate conferences, all the way down to your 10 to 15 people, those are really important to have. And there's multiple different things that can factor into those. The first is going to be the amount of time or the length of the conference that the conference is happening in. It could be a one-day conference. It could be a couple hours of a conference. 
but it also could span two, three, four, five, six, ten days. I mean, there could be a lot of time that people are spending at this conference. And so that's the first thing that you need to find out and understand because that could reflect in your pricing and how you quote your client. The second is going to be location. So location is everything. Location determines your logistics, your branding, your, your design, literally everything. And so you need to figure out where your location is. It could be at a big conference center or convention center. It could be at a large hotel, a small hotel. It could be a virtual conference. And so you're not dealing with a whole bunch of people, but you're looking at a different aesthetic because you're looking through a zoomed lens versus an in-person gathering. And so that being said, we do need to consider what location we're at um, and the logistics that go into that. There are venues here in Dallas-Fort Worth that um, some are a little bit easier to get into and some are not. And so we know that internally as a team because we've experienced that. Um, We've had to go on these deliveries. And if we didn't do our due diligence before to understand what the logistics look like, man, it was tough on site. There's Um, Some venues that are historic in their older buildings, which has some really great charm and uniqueness to them. However, their logistics and how they did load in back when it was built maybe is not as updated. And so that poses some difficulties when we're starting to quote our client. If something isn't going to fit in the elevators to get up to the different ballrooms and the different areas of the hotel, it could pose some difficulties when loading in as far as your trucks. So um, some have a lower clearance. So if you have a box truck, there's going to be certain venues that you might not be able to fit in because of the clearance of their loading dock. Some don't even have a loading dock. Some you have to be on the street. And so thinking through, you know, parking and the timing of getting there, maybe it's at five o'clock rush hour traffic on a weekday. Well, that's going to pose a few um, obstacles in your way when it comes to timing. And so these are things that you have to consider when you're starting to work with corporate events, because most corporate events are going to be hosted in large spaces and in downtown areas and highly trafficked areas. And so knowing the logistics going into quoting your client is going to be really important. Um, There's been many events in the past that we have shown up and we didn't do our due diligence to understand the logistics and measures we needed to take to get through that. Many parking tickets later, um, many hours wasted on payroll, but we finally have learned the hard way sometimes. So knowing your logistics, knowing your venues is super, super important. If we've never been to a venue before, we're usually going to do a site visit or we're going to figure out um, talking to the venue or some sort of information to understand what those logistics look like. And we try to do that sometimes before we quote our client, just so we are understanding. So that's the second thing is that you need to know, first of all, your timing. Second of all, your venue and the logistics that have to do with that. And then you want to talk to your client about the design. They might be thinking, um, like, for example, here in Dallas-Fort Worth, we get a lot of corporate companies that come in from out of town that want a Texas theme, right? They come to Texas. They want it to feel like Texas, especially if you have their attendees coming in from all over the country, all over the world. We've had a few corporate events where they have international attendees. And so when they think of Texas, they want it to be Texas themed. So think uh, cowhide rugs, leather sofas, um, things like that are really important to host in our inventory because people want Texas, Texas, Texas themed. Um, you might be in New York, and so looking at things that remind people of the Big Apple or Big City 
or something that's like super modern and unique and maybe more contemporary might be more apt up there. Um, so think of your area, think of the uh, requests that you get, and that will help you, you know, stock the uh, quali quality and the product of what you need to quote your clients. And so those are the main things that you need to consider when looking at corporate. You're going to be looking at typically longer lead times for things. And so, for example, you might have a wedding that lasts for five or six hours corporate event usually is going to be minimum eight hours on, a, on one single day, but it's also usually going to span multiple days. And so thinking through how are you going to logistically make sure that you're not going to double book items and you know that that thing is what we call off the shelf for a longer period of time. Your inventory software is going to be really, really key in that area. If you are looking for an inventory software, Good Shuffle Pro is our favorite and you should check it out. Hey there, quick break from the episode to tell you guys about something that we are so in love with, and that's Good Shuffle Pro. It is the number one thing that event professionals should invest in to take their business to the next level. Easy to use cloud-based rental software. Grow your event design and decor company when you partner with software built exclusively for your industry. Get paid quickly with electronic contracts and digital payments. Keep track of your inventory and give your clients an easy, breezy experience. Head to rendereducate.co backslash goodshuffle or the link in our show notes for a free 30-day trial of Goodshuffle Pro. That's rendereducate.co backslash goodshuffle. Okay, so we've talked a lot about corporate events. The next thing we need to talk about when it comes to corporate when we're not talking about conferences is maybe your smaller events. So it could be launch parties, store openings, relaunch parties, something that is um, smaller in scale, meaning it's not multiple days and it's not tens of thousands of people, but we're talking about a smaller scale event. This also could fall under the um, term brand activation. A brand activation is essentially a company that comes in, they have a product that they are launching or relaunching and they want to invite a whole bunch of people to, you know, post about on social media and hype it up, really get excited for it. Um, a lot of influencers will be invited to those events. And so brand activations are really important, but they fall in the same line as store openings, grand openings, things like that. And so the biggest thing that we need to talk about there is your timing. So usually it's going to be on some prime time, you know, during the week or during the month. And so it could be on a Friday night, Saturdays, Sundays, which also fall in line with weddings. Weddings happen during the weekends as well. Um, the difference between, which I forgot to mention, the corporate events when you're talking about conferences is usually those are going to be during the week. So they're going to be Mondays through Fridays, uh, which is really great when it comes to your product and off the shelf items. But you also have to consider what your staffing looks like as well. So you might not be able to carry corporate events for right now because you don't have the staff to staff those. So when it comes to brain activations, those do typically happen more on prime times, um, which are, are going to be during the weekends. And so that might fall in line with your wedding schedule, which is great. Um, things for that is having very highly customizable options. What do I mean by that? I mean, um, being able to paint things different colors to match the brand or match the company's uh, logos or colors. Um, having things that are customizable when it comes to graphics um, or being able to put their logo or put their branding or put their unique saying or whatever it is that they have onto your product 
Um, a really great way to do this is through acrylic and having some vinyl graphics put on those things. So we have some backdrops that are acrylic that we can do graphics on. We have uh, pedestals that we can put graphics on. There's a whole bunch of different options with those. Um, if you do lighting, if you offer lighting in your rentals, um, that's a really great way to upsell your uplighting because you can customize colors on those. Lots of different ways to uh, really play to the corporate event. You definitely will want to ask the questions, what are your branding? What's the product that you're actually launching or the company that you're actually launching? And can you give us their design board, the actual product, things that you know you want to be able to soak up be like a sponge. You want to soak up as much information about this company or about this party as possible so you can quote the best way possible. We've done plenty of brand activations and launch parties, and it would have been nice to know certain things. Um, we did an event for a company called Tula, which is a skincare company. It's a great skincare. They gave us some samples and they were incredible. I use some of it still to this day, and that event was like two or three years ago now. Um, but one of the things that made us think about that is that they told us, hey, we are launching this eye cream. It was like an under eye uh, stick. I can't remember what they call it, but um, you can still buy it today. It's great. I've used it myself. This is not sponsored at all by Tula, but I'm just saying it's a great product. But it was this under eye cream. And if I remember correctly, one of the key ingredients in that was uh, pineapple and papaya. And so in our design, in our floral and rental design, we made sure to understand what is in this ingredient. Why is it so special? What, you know, what can we know about this product? And so we incorporated that into our design. And so at the event, we literally did a boxwood backdrop. You may have seen it on our Instagram or on our portfolio. We did a boxwood backdrop and then we did a floral install with tropical and all of that. But then we also went to the grocery store and we got papaya and pineapple and a whole bunch of fruits that were ingredients in this product and displayed it with everything. And so that was really important and it wowed our client because we went above and beyond. We listened to them, we understood exactly what they were saying and replicated that into their event design and that went a long ways. And so little things like that, being a sponge for these companies and understanding every little detail like we do with our weddings but on an even more intimate level with our corporate events it's really important because then they're going to build trust with you that you know what you're doing and you know what you're talking about. And so that's really important. Man, there are so many different corporate events and I feel like there are new ones popping up all the time. And so using some of the tips that I've talked to you through today, knowing who your client is, what product you need to have, um, what questions you need to ask them, and um, all of that is going to apply to every single type of corporate event. We're going to be seeing some different corporate events come out of this pandemic. Uh, one of those already is virtual events. And so understanding the difference between virtual and in-person is really important. We learned this really, really easily last year during the pandemic. We had a corporate client that turned their annual conference that we've been working with them for years on to virtual. Well, there's a big difference between those. The way that you stage things, the way that you uh, present things, the way that things show up in camera are very, very, very different than being in person. And so even down to the angle that you put your sofas at with a virtual is completely different than with online. And so being able to double check, having your camera crews on site during your install is really important as well. And so perhaps we'll do an episode all about virtual events and how to uh, kind of bridge the gap between your virtual 
and in-person events and how the two are different. We'll have an episode coming up about that. Um, But I hope that this has been a helpful episode to help you understand the difference between the two types of events, social and corporate, and some of the things that you're going to need to look out for, understand, and ask your clients. Have a great week, and we will see you next week.